What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Canadian Card Collectors Podcast. I am your host, as always. And again, we're keeping it a one-man show this week. Uh, We're continuing on with the theme of the podcast so far. You guys seem to be liking the first couple episodes, so we're going to keep that going. And today we're going to cover a different topic, although in the same realm. Uh, I've been doing a lot of hockey cards recently, and we're going to stay in that area of card collecting. Want to remind everyone again, if you're watching on YouTube, you will be able to see I'm going to have some visuals this this podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, I will try and explain as best as I possibly can to you in audio form. Although no promises on the YouTube side, you'll be able to see everything I'm doing and and, and figure out kind of where I'm going and, uh, and what we're doing today. Uh, So without further ado, today's topic is about hockey products. So I've been getting a lot of questions about sealed wax, and someone specifically reached out to me, uh, shout out to Nupster on the Discord. He said, can you cover kind of the different hockey products, what they're used for, you know, what you can find in them value-wise, how good they are, you know, things like that. So out of my, out of my, you know, personal opinion, and obviously don't take any of this to heart. If you have a favorite product, if you really love Trilogy, don't take this to heart. This is just personally what I feel about these hockey products. My personal opinions, what I've seen them been opened, how I've opened them personally, you know, part of my favorites and and some sets that I don't like either. There's a lot of sets in hockey ever since that Upper Deck took over. Uh, that I don't enjoy. So we're going to cover that today. So without further ado, let's get into it. So uh, I'm going to show you guys my screen here. You guys can no longer see my beautiful face or my ugly mug as I joke around in the Discord for the box breaks. And of course, on Spotify, you can't see me anyways. So we're on the Red Nails website. This is a local card shop in Toronto. Uh, It's a place where uh, I've I've bought boxes from before. They're actually pretty good. Their site's pretty well organized, and their prices aren't bad as well. So we're going to talk about just the different types of boxes here, and the reason why is I've, I've brought up Red Nails' site in the background is just to talk about kind of when you're buying things and, and the cost of buying them. So this just kind of gives you a good idea of how much these things cost and obviously what you can find inside and, and, and my overall review of the product. So with every year of hockey, uh, there's going to be Upper Deck Series 1 and Series 2. Uh, these both series, we're going to cover 2019, 2020 today, just because all products are there, or the most recent products are there. With these products, they split the rookie class into two series. They split it into Series 1 and Series 2. If we went this year, if it was 2020, 2021, Series 1 would have been Alexis Lafreniere, and then Series 2 would have been Capo Caco, or sorry, Series 2 would have been uh, Kirill Kaprizov and uh, Tim Stutzel. Sorry, I'm looking at 1920 and talking something else. So those are kind of how they do it. Normally, the in my opinion, Series 1 is usually more loaded than Series 2, although there have been years where Series 2 has definitely been the better half of the year. This past year might be one of them with Kaprizov and Stutzel probably having the better value than Lafreniere, especially right out of the gates. So they split up the the rookie class into two sets. 
Uh, usually they come out with, I think it's 50 young guns in each of these both series. And then after that, they make a hobby and a retail um, difference between the two. And you can see here on my screen here. So they have the 1920 series one hobby box and they have the 1920 uh, series one retail box. You'll see on the screen here that the hobby box is usually a lot more expensive than the retail box. And you'll see that both in series one and series two. And this is something that in collecting, you have to kind of weigh out your, you know, your risk versus your, your reward or your ROI, your return on investment. If you're going to spend $175, $200 on a hobby box of series two, you will be guaranteed the same amount of young guns as a series one. So both or as a as a retail box. So a hobby box and a retail box have the same amount of young guns in them. You both get six guaranteed young guns. And then after that, everything else is icing on the cake. The only difference with a hobby box is that you can pull a hobby exclusives. So things like clear cuts, things like Young Guns Exclusives, Young Guns High Gloss, etc. They can be pulled in the Hobby Edition. In the Retail Edition, you're pretty much just hoping for your regular Young Guns. So you have to kind of question with yourself, is it worth the extra $100 or sometimes more to get a retail or to get a Hobby Box over a Retail Box? And that's something where I can't make that decision for you. You have to make that decision for yourself. Oftentimes, in my personal opinion, the retail box is much higher value. Uh, especially this past year, I've seen the Series 2 of the 2020-2021 boxes. They're on for less than $100. I've gotten them for about 90 bucks, something like that. And if you pull a Stutzel or you know a Caprizov or whatever, you've definitely made your money back there. And the odds of you pulling a high gloss or an exclusives or a clear cut of one of those young guns are very, very small. I opened up a case this past year of series one, I believe. No, series two. Series two I opened up. And we pulled two Stutzlas, two Kaprazovs, and a young guns exclusive checklist. So in that whole... 12 boxes in the in the in the case we pulled one exclusives and it was a checklist so i know that's a small sample size it's only 12 boxes but again take into account you know just your money and, and how you want to spend it and if you want to try if you want to go for the the long shot get the hobby box if you don't mind pulling the regular young guns if that's all you care for and you want to save yourself 100 bucks or you even want to double up and get two retail boxes for the price of one hobby box, do that as well. You'll get twice the amount of young guns and you'll probably, you know, pull pretty similar results or you'll give yourself a better chance to pull whoever you want to pull. Which again brings me to the point of if you're trying to go for someone, just buy them straight up. It's not worth, you know, trying to pull unless you have some sort of like crazy, like I need to pull everything in my collection collection. So alongside of the hobby box and the retail box, they also have tins and blasters. These tins and blasters can be found in retail stores such as Walmart. I've seen Shoppers Drug Mart carry them. Um, there's a few other stores as well that I've seen them in. Toys R Us, I think. There's a couple others as well. And these are obviously retail exclusive or you know retail uh, products. 
So they come at a lower price point. Usually the blasters are about twenty to thirty dollars, and I think the tins are about thirty-ish or so. Um, I think the tins are better value. I think you're guaranteed more young guns. I think you're about three. I think in the tins, where in the blaster, I think it's only one or two. Um, but again, I mean, if you want a quick rip, they're fun to open. Full disclaimer right here. I hate series one and series two of upper deck. It's fun for the first month. And after that, it's not a fun rip for me. There's no, there's no ceiling. I should say there's, you know, you're going to get your young guns and you get a Jersey card and that's about it. You will very, very rarely pull an auto. You will very, very rarely pull something that's, you know, out of the ordinary. So you're pretty much just young guns hunting. You're opening up these boxes just to get young guns. And if that's your thing, that's great. But for me, I really dislike them. I really dislike after the first month opening up these boxes and pulling the same cards over and over and over again. And I'm, I'm a football collector too, if you guys don't know that. And in football, they have Prism, they have Optic, they have Select, they have Chronicles. Like They have a bunch of different products that you can open. They're really fun rips. And the cards are very different. There's a much higher ceiling. And I think that Panini needs to come back into hockey, kind of shake things up because Upper Deck has gotten lazy in what they're doing and what they're producing. And they just pump out the same cards. And, you know, there's no variation. There's no excitement after the first little bit. And that's a that's a rinse and repeat cycle. I'll say the same thing for Series 1 this upcoming year. And uh, after I pull a Cole Caulfield, it'll be over. So let's move on to some of the other topics, or some of the other boxes, I should say. The next one we're going to talk about is SP Authentic. And I think that this is a product that has gotten way blown out of proportions over the past couple of years. Obviously, with everything in the hobby... Uh, increasing in price, SP Authentic has been something that's been out of control. I remember last year around this time, SP Authentic hobby boxes of 1920 were sitting at about 150 bucks, 160 bucks, 170. Now you can find them for 300. It, like this, this box we're looking at at Red Nails is. Uh, it's currently on sale right now at $2.95 plus tax. And a lot of the boxes from previous years, again, you can find for about 300 bucks. This year, I think it was announced that they're going to release this year's SPA for, I think it was over $300 uh, per box. And this product has gotten worse over the years, and the price has gotten more expensive. Now, granted, this is probably the best hockey set there is uh, because the Future Watch Auto cards are the, you know, the cream of the crop. That's what you want as a hockey collector. If you're not a Young Guns guy, you're probably a Future Watch Auto guy. And it's the cards that carry the most value, especially if, if you're looking for a rookie of that year. To pull a Future Watch Auto out of $9.99 or to pull an inscribed Future Watch Auto, which are Future Watch Autos that... Are really low numbered so they're usually about 50 or less if your serial number is 50 or less the player will date the card as well as their autograph and those are called inscribed future watch autos those are crazy expensive if a player is popular so like a an austin matthews inscribed or a mitch marner or a 
you know, something like that would be would be very sought after. It would be a card that people are obviously looking for, and because there's give or take about 50 of them, they're not super common, uh, so they're definitely very sought after for the Future Watch collection. Future Watch patch autos are also a thing, and those are numbered to 100, and they're just an autograph with a piece of a patch from the player, and obviously out of 100, they are pretty limited as well. So Future Watch and patch autos and Future Watch autos, Future Watch inscribed, there's a black version as well, all can be found in SP Authentic. Now your chances of pulling these cards for a player you want is pretty low. So I think this past year, there has been, I think in a Future Watch or an SP Authentic box, there's one Future Watch auto in every box. Let me double check that. Because in previous years, if you pick up older SP Authentic, there's actually three autos in the box. Yeah, so two autos in the box now. So we've gone down one auto. Um, and in older boxes, I actually have a 2008-2009 SP Authentic sitting right beside me. And in that box, you're guaranteed three autos. Most of the time, you're getting two Future Watch autos and then one other auto. So it's a really cool, cool product. It's all on-card autos. And obviously, the, the potential is really high. But for you to pay $300... If you're going to want to open up Future Watch Autos and, and, and open up SPA, look into older years of SP Authentic. You can find a lot of value in older years. I picked up a box of 2009-10, which is John Tavares' year, as well as Victor Hedman and a few other you know, pretty solid NHL superstars. And that box was less than the box for this upcoming year. So the 2021 version of the box... So 10 years down the road with one less auto is was selling for more than, you know, an older box of SPA. The only thing when you open older boxes is obviously there's redemptions sometimes in the box and, you know, Upper Deck doesn't fill those redemptions after they've gone expired. You can, you know, get something for them in the redemption program, but it's not always going to work out for you. So SP Authentic, I'm a really big fan of. If it was a bit cheaper, if it gone back, if it went back to the prices that I saw it at a year ago, I would be a huge fan. For $200, this box is great. For $300, you're kind of rolling the dice. SP Game Used, this is a product that is interesting, to say the least. This is the most unique and quirky product that Upper Deck makes, I would say. It's interesting because a lot of the materials that SP game used obviously focuses on game used materials so you'll find things like net cords you'll find things like all-star banners as well as regular jersey pieces and things like that so it's more based on the memorabilia side rather than the auto side and the box advertises that you'll get four or five autographs or memorabilia uh, per box you're going to get a lot of memorabilia. You'll get one or two autos maybe, and then the rest will be memorabilia. If you're a patch guy, if you're a weird, you know, you want all-star banners, you want, you know, pieces of net cord and stuff like that, really kind of cool, quirky things in cards, SP Game Used is the box for you. Again, SP Game Use is very hit or miss. You can get napkin pieces of jerseys, which are just one color jersey swatches, 
or you can get, you know, the most beautiful patches and, you know, tags and, you know, things like that. So it's really, again, it's, it's very hit or miss. It's kind of a quirky set and it's definitely for people who want kind of that memorabilia side. SPX is something that I am not a huge fan of again. So it's, it kind of goes in the same boat as that kind of trilogy and SP game used. It's very hit or miss. And the product recently, again, has become more expensive, but the product inside has stayed the same. So there's, you're really banking, you're paying $300 to bank on one rookie autograph. And if you hit, you hit. That's awesome. If you don't hit, you're down quite a bit. So for $300 to spend on one autograph, personally, it's not my favorite box in the world. But, I mean, it's your money, obviously. SPX isn't my favorite thing in the world. There's only four cards in it. One of them is an auto. You really have to hit on your cards for at $300. Stature is the one that's up next actually on my page. I'm going to open up the product page. I actually love Stature. So this is a set that came out recently. Uh, last year, I think it was first introduced. And I know I'm going to sound hypocritical here because it says one autograph, um, parallel or insert card. You know, there's a lot of kind of, you know, things like that. But you do get more, more value here. So you do, you have a chance at pulling two autos. Obviously at SPX, you do two. Um, but here you get kind of these base rookies. People really want to complete these rainbows. So in Stature, cards come in different colors and different rarities based on kind of, you know, what color they are. And you can get ones that are autoed, non-autoed, and things like that. Stature's a really cool product. Um, I, I saw lots of breaks of this. I wanted to get into it last year. Didn't end up doing it, but I watched probably hours of breaks of Stature. And it's a product that is, it's really interesting and I, I really like it actually. And like I mentioned earlier, people want to complete these rainbows. There's something about collectors and wanting to complete a rainbow of a favorite player. And this is your set for you. You can find many different players, especially rookies, different variations of their cards, completing rainbows, and they look sick when you complete it. Synergy, don't touch, ever. Leave it alone. I don't care if it's on sale. Don't touch it, ever. Don't, don't do it. It's $100, don't do it. It's $80, don't do it. $60, don't do it. They're giving it away for free. Take it. Put it in your kid's Halloween baskets or something. I don't know. It's not good. Synergy is not good. It's just, it's not. It's, it's a waste of $100. It's, it's not. If you're an entry-level collector, I guess maybe do it but it's not it's not good on the complete other end the cup um this is don't do it for a whole nother reason this is eleven hundred dollars you're spending on a a hobby box or a tin per se okay you're spending eleven hundred dollars you're spending over a thousand dollars on this box there's six cards inside okay so if we work out the math, let's say $1,100 after tax, about $1,200, give or take, let's just round, round it out. So you need to, in your six cards, you need to average each card being $200 or more to make your money back. That's pretty hard to do. Two of those cards are base cards, so you're banking on four hits now. You're down to four hits to make, you know, 
$300 each, right? And it's it's a tough product. It's a cool product. If you get in on breaks that have the cup, it's exciting to watch. They're cool cards. They're the cream of the crop. They're the best of the best. People are crazy for cup rookies because it's such an expensive set. It's such an expensive product. People love, obviously, the rookie autographs. People love, you know, the true kind of the cup rookies with their patch and the auto and stuff. They're cool cards. Don't get me wrong. Um, especially I see in this picture right here, you can get a printing plate set of a player and they'll sign it. So cool. It's, it's, it's a great set. But again, this goes back to what I said earlier in the podcast, where if you have a player that you, you like collecting, you have someone who, who you enjoy collecting, don't open the cup, just buy them straight up. What are the chances that, you know, the card that you want or, or whatever it is, is worth more than $1,100? What are the chances it's worth more than $300? Because that's the cost of that card, pretty much, of someone who's uh, who's paid to open the cup. It's a really cool set. It's, it's fun to be seen open. You just don't want to get caught holding the bag on the cup. And again, the cup for $800, I'd be, you know, interested in. The cup at $1,100, $1,300, $1,800. No way. No way. But the cup is definitely for the high-end collectors. And again, if you can get into a break, it's really cool. Just, I don't really recommend it. Team Canada World Juniors. This is a set that has made a recent comeback and it's well liked by a lot of people. It's on EPAC. If you are Canadian and you want to open, you know, a fairly cheap box with a chance to hit some autos from, you know, World Juniors and the, you know, women's Olympic team and things like that. Uh, it's a cool box. It, it's, it's again, a lower kind of level and, you know, it, it's decently high value. The cards that you pull out aren't super high value. Um, but it's more for, you know, a fun rip. OPG Platinum. This is something that, again, goes back to the rainbows. People love completing OPG Platinum rainbows, and why not? There's tons of different variations of cards. They're really cool. Uh, to, when you see a rainbow be completed. And again, people love, like, this is something that's, like, super underrated. I've been watching, actually, uh, a couple breaks of this recently, and they're cool. They're cool to see, to see opened again. People like, you know, the rainbows and they, they sneakily increase in value over the years. If you look at McDavid's OPG platinum cards in his rookie year, or even Austin Matthews or, you know, superstars in the NHL, they slowly creep up throughout the year. It's a sneaky collection. Upper deck allure. So this is, this is a low end tier product. This is something that when you see, you see it's $100 or $120, whatever it is. Again, it's one auto per box. So the product is very die cutty. There's a lot of kind of die cuts, inserts, and things like that, numbered inserts. And you get one auto, which is usually a rookie. So again, you have to bank on a pretty good rookie for Allure. But if you like die cuts, if you like, you know, shiny cards and stuff like that, Allure is cool. It's just not my number one choice, especially at $120. It's 
it's fun to open, I guess. And if you have 120 bucks and you want to open something and be pulled and get pulled, get an autograph pulled from it. Thank you. Uh, we go with Upper Deck Allure. Again, it's a lower tier kind of entry level product where, you know, the floor is low, but also the ceiling is semi low as well. So it's not bad. Artifacts, I hate. All right. I'm just going to go out there and say it. Artifacts, not a fan of. Retail artifacts is terrible. If you see a blaster box of artifacts out in the wild, never buy it. Just look the other way, walk away. Spend your $30, $40 on something else. Go buy an ice cream for $30 and $40. It's it's better than, than artifacts retail. Artifacts hobby is a little bit better, but still, I very much dislike artifacts. I'm sorry. If you're an artifacts guy, I'm, I dread artifacts. Just, just don't. Okay. Again, it's, it's, it's kind of more entry level, I guess. Just never buy artifacts retail. If you buy artifacts hobby, I can live with it. If you buy artifacts retail, it's just, just don't. Okay. Don't do it. Black diamond, another set I absolutely despise. These boxes go for so much money. Every single year, Upper Deck is trying to raise the price on Black Diamond boxes. And every single year, their quality control on Black Diamond is terrible. The cards at a Black Diamond don't hold value. It's cool for a week, and then you're left holding the bag. With cards that are black, the edges and the corners show a lot more. If you're getting these cards graded, they're never going to come back, even in nine. You're going to get eight fives at best. Black diamond cards are not good. You spend a lot of money. Upper Deck tries and make tries to make it a high end product, and it's just not okay. These cards, their value, they don't they don't stay high for super long. After the hype has died for black diamond, the prices die as well. Just if, if you're a collector for a player, if you like Black Diamond, by all means, it's just, it's not, it's not a set that you want. Going on to buybacks. Buybacks is a super cool set. I actually, I really like buybacks. And if buybacks were cheaper, I would be buying a lot of them. So what buybacks is, is a set from Upper Deck. And what they do is they take cards of players that have already released, they give them back to the player, the player autographs them, hand numbers them, and then they put them in buybacks. So you can find really cool like young guns that have been autoed. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of different things in here. You can see like Day with the Cup autos, Canvas autos, young guns autos. It's it's a super cool product. It's something that I wish was cheaper. And this year, I hope they bring buybacks back. And I hope it's reasonable. It's kind of on the same level as Upper Deck Clear Cut Hockey, which is something I'll talk about now. Um, it's Buybacks is two cards per pack, one pack per box. Clear Cut is one card per box. That's it. Clear Cut is a ultimate hit or miss. With clear cut, it's similar to buybacks. It's not quite as bad in in price gouging, but it's 
It's either you hit or you miss, and you find out really early. You open the, you know, the the front cover on the box, and you know immediately if you've hit or if you've missed. And in the case I looked at when these cases were out, you have about a 30% chance to hit. I would say 25% chance to hit, which that's fine. But if you miss, you miss. And clear-cut hobby boxes, they, they've gone down in price. They used to be about 200 bucks. They've gone down to 140 which actually isn't bad now. But the cards in clear-cut, if you miss, you're losing $100. They'll sell for 30 bucks. If you hit, then, I mean, congrats, you hit. You've made, you know, you can sell your card for 200 300 sometimes, things like that. So it's not a bad product. It's very, you know, boxes take a minute to open, right? It's one card. It's a really cool set. I love clear cut. I love, love, love the canvas autos that are hand numbered by the player. Uh, Those who are in the Discord know that I actually bought a John Taveras. Got lost in the mail. I think it got stolen and I never saw it. And that's a card that I was I was really looking forward to. It's actually one of the cards that I'm still looking at, trying to get one. And I probably won't be able to get one again. But, again, clear cut, love it. Buybacks, love it if it was cheaper. Um, clear cut, I mean, at $100, I would love clear cut. At $140, I don't mind it, okay? Chronology, I don't have much to say about Chronology. Honestly, I don't know too much about the product. I know that some people are really high on it. I know that there's a chance to pull autos. There's not too many numbered things in Chronology. I know there's kind of a lot of autos, but you don't know if the players signed 3,000 of them or 100 of them or whatever, right? Uh, It's a cool product from what I've seen. I haven't seen too much of it, so that's that. Credentials, we're skipping over. Ingrained, super cool product. If you guys like sticks, like pieces of stick, stick memorabilia, again, going back to that SP game use, kind of quirky memorabilia stuff, ingrained is the product for you. There's very cool kind of, you know, pieces of sticks. You're definitely looking at like veterans and older players in ingrained. There's a high chance to, you know, pull vets and stuff like that, vet autos and things like that. It's a cool set. It, it honestly is really cool. I like the pieces of the sticks. I like the rookie signature shots. I like, you know, the nameplates, obviously, which are like impossible to pull. It, it's a cool set. It, it really is. It's cool to see the, the memorabilia, the stick memorabilia. The synthesis cards are cool. They kind of look like a carbon fiber. And then the carved in time sig- signatures are like an ingrained, like, you know, it's like a piece of wood, right? And it's auto on that. They're really cool cards. I I fully respect ingrained. I like it. If you guys want to buy ingrained, by all means, do it. I uh, I think it's it's one of the cooler sets in hockey, and I like it way more than SPX. We'll see if Upper Deck brings it back this year, and we'll see where the price point is at. Lastly, to round it out, OPG and MVP. If you're an entry level collector, if you're a kid getting into hockey, why not? They're they're fun boxes to open. The ceiling is so low here, though, if you're, you know, an adult or if you're in the hobby, this isn't the product. The product's made for kids, you know, if kids want to, you know, collect them and, and open it up and enjoy the pictures on the cards, that's what these cards are for. The puzzle back MVPs are specifically made for kids. 
and you know the whole set is made for kids okay don't don't buy mvp if you're a if you're a big collector don't buy opg if you're a you know big collector they're made for kids the last box we're going to talk about today on the podcast i know this has been a journey and i'm glad if you stuck with me to this point we're going to talk about upper deck ice and upper deck ice used to be one of my favorite hockey sets and it's gotten worse over the years I still don't mind it. All the cards used to be acetate, which means they're kind of like a plastic material. Now they've gone back to the only like the hits being acetate, but they're still cool cards. Uh, I really like the what ice, you know, the base set looks like. I like the fire and ice autos. Um, I really like how ice has done the acetate cards. And I think I, I love the acetate cards. They're they're awesome. If Upper Deck went back to the base set being acetate as well, I would love ice as well, like I like I used to. I just I don't love it as much as I once did. The ice premieres actually hold pretty good auto or pretty good value if you're looking for to hold on to a rookie. Their ice premieres actually do alright over time, and cards usually grade pretty well as long as the surface is alright. Usually corners and edges are perfect. And then the, uh, yeah, the ice premieres are, you know, they're a sneakily good, you know, kind of hold over a long time. They don't get the hype of a Young Guns or a Future Watch, but uh, they do all right in, in time. So that was pretty much our breakdown of some sets in hockey. Uh, next time I see everyone on the pod, next episode, I'm going to talk about kind of some investments over the summer cards that maybe you want to consider investing in uh, that might go up come the fall so if you stayed tuned until this point please let me know in the discord hop into the uh the discord and uh just click that qr code if you're on youtube if you're not go to at canadian card collectors on instagram and you can find the link there my twitter is at dilzy d-y-l-l-z-e-y And that does it for the Canadian Card Collectors cast, the podcast about hockey cards where this week we talked about different Upper Deck sets. Please, Panini, come back and save us from Upper Deck. Uh, Maybe one episode I'll go and talk about some Panini sets that I really like. And if you guys have some time this week in the Canadian Card Collectors Discord, definitely hop in and check out the live break section. Uh, We're doing a live break this week, so it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we're opening up some Panini Anthology, some old SP Authentic, as well as Fleer Showcase, which is a set that's no longer made, but is one of my favorite sets of hockey cards of all time. I love Fleer Showcase. So thank you guys again for coming out. I'm going to stop before I keep babbling on all day. Keep these episodes short as always. Thank you guys for coming out and listening. Really do appreciate it. I'll see you in the next episode.